Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. Today I want to talk to you out of a title called Hostage. Everybody say hostage. Everybody say hostage. Here's a question. What has you locked up? Please hear me. This is... This is Resurrection Sunday. Jesus didn't die so you can stay dead. He died so you can live. He died so you can be free. But I venture to say anybody with breath in their body, at some point, you've either been a hostage to something. If you lived long enough, you've been a hostage to yourself, to things that people have done to you. Challenges, divorce, separation, addictions. Anything can keep you and put you into being hostage. Let's put up this scripture, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 through 15. I really want to challenge you today to examine your heart and see what kind of prison you're in. I know you're like, what are they doing up there? It's like Jenga. What is happening? But they were building an illustration to show you that at some point we all will be here. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 and 15. It says this in the NIV. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, this is for people who are not Christians, you will not see the Lord. Can't. Verse 15, to see, see to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root, everybody say bitter root, that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Man, you see what happens apart from his holiness? Apart from his goodness, if we don't partake in his goodness, things take root. Did you hear this? It says bitter root. It grows up to cause trouble. Anybody ever had trouble in their life? Come on. You're in church. You don't have to lie today. If you had a bitter root, something that was rooted deep in your heart, maybe it's what your mom said to you when you were a kid and you never forgot. Maybe it's what your dad didn't do for you that you never forgot. Maybe it's what happened in that relationship. Maybe it's what happened at work. And maybe it's what happened in your family. Things happen to us that go deep if we don't treat it. But sometimes things happen and we never forget it. And we grow up to be very disgruntled people. Oh, Lord. what's wrong with him? I don't know. He's just deep rooted. Problems after problems. Maybe it's bitterness. Maybe some of us have been deep rooted in lies. Maybe you have partnered with the lie in your life and now you're beginning to believe the lies of the enemy. Hmm, God can't change me. I've done too many bad things. If people only knew what I've done, they would never want to be my friend. If people knew what I've said about them or have said about other people, they would never want to be close to me. Can I tell you something? Over 2,000 years ago, something phenomenal happened. Jesus was put on the cross. That was a hard day for him, but a freeing day for us. But can I ask you, will you allow his death to go in vain? <laughs> will you continue to live a life like Jesus never died? That's what happens. We continue to live a life like he's never had thorns on his head or he's never had a cat of nine tails on his back that ripped his flesh to the exposure of his bones. Guess what? He did that just for you. But sometimes we live a life as if we're still in bondage. Everybody say bondage. What has grown deep into your heart that has held you to be a prisoner in your own life? You can't fully embrace people because you're in prison by your own life. 
You can't fully have healthy relationships because you don't trust people fully. You know what they say about offenses? It builds a fence and people can't get to you, nor can you get to them. That's what happens when we allow bitterness, unforgiveness, hate, anger, broken promises, things that have happened to us in our lives. And what happened is we get in this fence and this jail. And some of us have even blamed God for what has not gone right in our life. You know the marriage that you entered into and then the one he told you not to enter into, but you blame him for it not working? I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe, maybe it's just online. I don't know who I'm talking to. But it's funny how we get involved with things and then ask God to make what we've been involved in blessed. God, how could you do this? He like, I didn't. <laughs> Why would you let this happen? I, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm asking you today, what have you allowed to put you in this prison of life? Now you're in bondage. Now you're a hostage to your own person. Now you're a hostage to your own family. You can't fully be a husband. You can't fully be a present wife. You can't fully parent your kids. You can't fully show up at work because now you're a hostage. And now you're just saying, I don't know how to get out. But can I tell you, there is a way out. <laughs> there is a way out if you're a young person you're in high school you held hostage to society you held hostage to Instagram you held hostage to TikTok you held hostage to um, um, what is that the other one all of them you held hostage to them all snapchatting I got all of them and if you're not careful you'll be held hostage at 12 at night just what's the next one what's the next one what's the next one I'm asking you, what are you a prisoner to? You know, it's funny. This is a very important message to me because I grew up like this, not in here, but on the other side where my father was in prison 26 years of my life. I spent almost every weekend of my life going to some correctional facility, facility being parented through this. Every day, my mom and I, we would go, every weekend, we would go to visit my dad, and we would go and visit him, and we would have this food visit, and we'd be able to take his favorite foods and his favorite snacks, but by the time they finished rummaging through it, it was just like, there was nothing left. It's a very hard thing trying to love somebody through bars. I want you to receive that. It's a very hard thing to try to be emotionally connected to somebody through bars. You know, Jesus didn't die for us to live in this. Jesus didn't die for us to be confined to this eight by six because I am six, seven and we could not do a smaller one because if my head was hanging at the top, you wouldn't be able to take this seriously. But we are not being able to confine to this type of living. Because guess what? At some point, you're going to get tired of going from bar to bar. Bar to bar. I can't get out. I don't, I don't know what to do. I, I can't get free. Well, all along, there is a way out. <laughs> the whole time, it's a, way of, it's a way out. The Bible says he's created a way of escape for you. But because you're in entanglement with your own deceptions, with your own deceit, you cannot see because bitterness has blinded you. Lies have blinded you. You're worried about things you cannot even change. Apart from God, you're living in a world where now anxiety is just upon you. What can I do? How can I make it? How can I get my money? How can I do this? How can I do that? How can I succeed? How can I win? And now worry and anxiousness that continues to compile on you and compile on you. But I'm coming to tell you, the Bible says, can being anxious add another day to your life? But it feels like it adds a lot more pressure, doesn't it? More pressure? 
more challenges, more confusion, being upset. He says, don't let any bitter root grow up and cause trouble. Can I tell you, I believe the enemy has been causing so much trouble in your life. You're in a season of your life where the enemy has just been popping you upside your head. Every time you turn around, boom. Every time you turn around, boom. And you're like, God, why are you letting this happen? He was like, I'm going to let them keep hitting you upside your head until you turn around and say, you know what, God? I give up. I can't do this on my own. I can't live like this on my own. I can't do this by myself. I need Jesus. You might say, oh, my God, he's loud. I've been redeemed. Can I tell you something? You will never be able to muzzle me. I was loud for the devil, and I promise God, as long as you let me live, I'll be loud for you. Listen, you don't know where he's brought me from, and I don't know your story. You may have been strung out. You may have walked away from some hard stuff, but I'm telling you, God has enough power to eliminate your history and give you his story, and you'll be the... Come on, somebody. And we're overcome by the word of the Lamb. Blood of the testimony. Come on. Are you bitter? Or you believe in lies that you can never be changed? You feel lonely? Man, maybe you have an addiction that you just can't seem to kick. I can't stop. I can't stop doing this. I can't stop doing that. I can't stop doing this. What has been holding on to you so strongly that has been prohibiting you from getting closer to God? Maybe you don't know this and you know, some may contest it, but for, since, since Jesus has been hanging on, hanging on the cross, they've always said every year that he's coming. You remember when you guys bought all that water? <laughs> he was coming then too. He's been coming since he's been on the cross. But can I tell you, he is coming back. I'm sure now he's closer than ever. I don't know when, but I promise you he's coming back. But here's my question. Will you be ready or will you still be in the prison of your own mind trying to figure out life by yourself? You know, it's funny. People think that they can live by, their, by themselves, but we were not made to live life alone. We were made to live life in community. We were made to live life among believers. But it's so crazy when you live in sin, the devil will get you by yourself and he will make you think that nobody, that nobody's wrong. You're not wrong and everybody else is wrong. No, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know. They don't know. Oh, they're ridiculous. Everybody who's left me, they're stupid. It's their fault. I'm the good one. I don't have a smart mouth. Everybody else has a smart mouth. I don't have an attitude. It's their fault. They're the ones with the attitude. But yet you're all alone. It doesn't matter how you decorate a cell. It'll still be a cell. It doesn't matter how you try to get comfortable in a dry place. It'll still be a dry place. I'll go as far as to say there are some people here that are in prison and you've been in prison. You came here in prison today. Yeah. But can I tell you something? I know somebody that got the keys. Wait, wait, wait. I know, I know somebody that got the keys. You know, there's a song say, I got the keys. I got the keys. There's a song that say, I got the keys. I got the keys. But I know somebody who has the keys. But what if I can tell you that I know the person who has the keys, but the person who has the keys doesn't need me to get to you. You can get the keys from him yourself. If you're locked up, wouldn't you want, if you knew where the keys were, would you want them? Raise your hand. Yeah, oh, I'm locked up. 
Where are the keys? I know where the keys are. But the question is, after you're a hostage, is this so comfortable to you that you'll return back? Isn't it easy to go back to what you're trying to let go? Not just because you like it, it's just comfortable. I remember, I like to throw myself within the bus. I remember when I was a kid, an older kid, I'm not going to tell you the age, but I don't think I should have been pinned in the bed at this age. I'm not going to tell you the age. Because you're going to judge me as you're already doing at this point, right now. You just, right now. <clears throat> but I would pee in the bed. It happens. It would happen frequently. But I had enough sense that when I did something wrong, this is what I did. I never knew where all the sheets were. Because it's dark, right? You that young or old, it doesn't matter how old I was. I didn't know where they were. But I knew where the towels were and I knew where my change of clothes were. <laughs> so I would just take the towel, put it over the pee, or urine, I'm sorry, whatever you want, the spot. I would change my clothes and I would go back to sleep. I'm not going to say every night that would happen, but often that would occur. But here's the funny part. Isn't it funny? How even though we know we made a mess, we try to make ourselves comfortable in the mess that we made. Y'all don't got to shout me down. I know you don't even got to clap. I know I'm talking to you. You're like, oh, I don't like that guy. I don't like. I'm telling you, some of us have put a towel over our mistakes. Some of us have put a towel over our lies and our confusion and our bitterness. And we look good, but you're not good. You smell good, but you really stink. People can't smell you. Your friends don't know that you're sad and depressed. Your co-workers don't know that you deal with anxiety. But late at night when you're all by yourself. And when you're struggling with the mistakes and the pains of the past. You're in your room. You're in your house. You can't be present because you're burdened with the things you tried to cover up. But there's only one permanent fix for your mistake. And his name is Jesus Christ. He's the new sheet. He's the new tuck sheet. He's the new underwear. He's the towel. He's everything you need. Can I ask you a question? How's carrying all that weight working for you? How is holding on to all the bitterness working for you? How's holding on to all the frustration working for you? How's holding on to all the negative words that people used to speak of? You'll never be anything. You won't amount to anything. You're not going to be good enough. You're going to fail where your mother feel. You're going to fall where your dad feel. You won't be a good parent. Your dad wasn't there. How could you possibly be a good parent? That business is going to fall. You're not even smart. You didn't even graduate from high school. You're in the prison of life trying to accomplish God-sized goal. But you cannot do these things on your own. Some of us can't just be with one woman. Because you don't know what it's like to see how a woman has been treated. You've only seen one woman. You've only seen a woman be treated poorly. So now you don't know. You don't know what it's like to be a present father because your dad, he was present the only way he could. He worked, he provided, but he wasn't there emotionally for you. Guess what? That's a prison. Because now you grow up and now you're beginning to copy what you're saying. But I'm asking you right now. Are you held hostage? And if you're held hostage, how long will you continue to stay in the place that he died so you can be free from? At some point, we have to make a decision. 
At some point, a hostage either dies a hostage or he or she gets free. I don't think you want to die a hostage. No, no, no. I think I would rather die a free man than to die held to pornography. Oh, yeah. We can't talk about that here? No? My bad. No, it's not my bad. We can talk about that. Not being faithful to one woman. Lying. A compulsive drinker. Oh, you're successful. But you're sad. You're not satisfied. Life is tearing you down. But your suit sure looks good. Your hair sure does look nice. Your extensions, they look good too. <laughs> we all get extensions now, black, white, hey, they got clip-ons for that. I'm not here to advocate for that, I'm just saying it's a thing. But we all know how to dress up so we can look better than we really are. You know, the Bible says this, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm talking to the person that has not been anywhere near God. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. If you don't have any peace, God didn't take that from you. That was the enemy. If your joy is not there, he didn't take that from you. The enemy did. If, you're, if your wholeness, if you're not whole, God didn't do that. The enemy did that. This is how good God is. He says, you know what? The enemy... I see what he's doing to you, but when you decide to come unto me, all you that are heavy and of heavy laden and you got a whole lot of problems, when you decide to give me your problems, I'm going to take it with everything the enemy meant for bad, Romans 8, 28, and I'm going to turn it around for your good. He said, but I cannot turn your life around for my good if you don't give it to me. Let me ask you a question. How is leading your own life? How has that been for you? Hmm? How is making your own decisions? How's that been? I was following your own way. How has that been for you? Listen, every building has an architect. Every building has somebody who created that building. I'm just simply asking you today. Why don't you give the person in your life who made you? He knows all about you. He knows about your brokenness. He knows about your pain. He knows about your hurt. He knows about your confusion. He knows about every season in your life. But I'm asking you today, what is stopping you from giving your life to Jesus? I don't want to be like those Christians. They're crazy. They stay in church all day. They, they hobble around the church. But can I ask you, who's crazy? Who's really crazy? Is it the people who chose to put their hope in a master and a king who's promising to give them eternal life, good things, or is it the person that says, you know what, I'll live my life all by myself? Who's really crazy? I'll let y'all give you a second, or do you really need a second? If I'm right, if I'm wrong, at least I wasted my life trying to pursue good in God. But if you're wrong... That's eternity. What if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? That's a long time to be wrong. And he's just like the rich young ruler when the Bible says that I'm almost finished. He died. He had a whole lot of money. 
And the Bible talks about there was like this glass ceiling between him. And he was like, can you just give me some water? Isn't that torture? You can see the people. But you're in hell. But now you're cognizant of, oh my gosh, they were right. This money didn't help me. These women didn't help me. My job working all these crazy hours, can I talk about it? You pursuing promotion, you going work hour after hour after hour, trying to advance and getting promotion and working all night long and all day long trying to get ahead. That won't save you. The Bible even goes as far as to say, if a man saves his life, he'll lose it. But if a man loses his life, he'll save it. Here's a story. It was this guy. They went fishing. I'm talking this a fishing story. I feel like it's permissible for Tallahassee. I pull up my pants like I'm a Tallahassee. It's fishing. His dad took his son and his son's friend. They went fishing. Took them out in the water. They had a small boat. Um, they, were, they weren't too big like me and Chris. They were small. But they got in this boat and they got halfway in the ocean and the wind starts to happen and the waves start to get heavy. You kind of know where I'm going with this. Naturally, something happened to the boat. What happened to the boat? It capsized. See, in Tallahassee, it capsized. I'm like, the boat flipped over. <laughs> flipped off. It went upside down. But the proper terminology is capsized. The boat capsized. So the father was able to grab onto the boat. He was able to grab onto the railing. The son and the son's friend, I don't know if you've ever almost drowned, but if you're all around this water, I'm assuming probably all of you know how to swim except for me. You start grabbing on anything that can save your life. It doesn't matter if it's a small kid. You're like, come here. Come here. <laughs> Whatever can save your life. If a man saves his life, he'll lose it. We're both going down today. Help me. Somebody help me. The kids, they're grabbing onto things and they will happen to grab onto some slippery rock or branch. And the dad, he only had one life. Save it to go. The dad looked at his son and he looked at his son's friend and he asked himself, I only got one. Who do I give it to? Can I ask you a question? You got a son and you got your son, little bad friend out there and you're the father. Who are you going to give it to? Your child? You probably look at the boy like he deserved to go. He bad. father with tears in his eyes he, he told himself I looked at my son and I know where my son would spend the rest of his life he looked at his son's friend and he said I don't know where he would spend the rest of his life as the father saw his son drift to the point of just a dot he knew his son's security was locked in with eternity so the, son, so the father took that last lifesaver and he threw it to the boy. He pulled the boy in with tears in his eyes, knowing that he let his own son die. This is not a, this, this story I wish I can tell you was made up, but this is a true story. And the way I know it's true because the one that was saved told me the story. But it's no different than over 2,000 years ago. God, he sent his son, his only sermon, 
God didn't have to preach another thing because he sent his only son who died for the sins of the world. The Bible said Jesus became sin so we don't have to be. And that he can be the righteousness of God. Jesus came into the earth. He, had, he gave up his own son just for you. I don't know how much more I can communicate this. I don't know if you are truly, truly tired of being a hostage to your own life, to your own mess, to your own entanglements, to your own mind, to your own ideas, to your own thoughts, to your own emotions. God did not send his son so his son can die in vain so you can continue to live in a cage and in a cell and be a hostage to your own ways. He came so that you can have life. He only has one life breath left. Jesus hung on that cross. You know, they squashed and they put that crown of thorns on his head. You know why they, you know the whole time that he was on the cross? Do you know what he saw? You. Understanding the scriptures that he knows every single hairs on your head, whether you just put them on, whether you just cut them off, whether you bought them, whatever the case, he knows them. And as he was hanging on that cross, I would have to imagine that that was his only staying power to know that he's up there so that you can receive him. He said, okay, I got one life wrath left. Tom, you can come. I got one saving thing left. But I want them to know I want them to understand that I came so they can live a brand new life. I don't know where you are in your life right now. I don't know where you are in this season of your life right now. Some of you, you've come on Easter just because you were invited. Some of you were promised food. Some of you were promised a new car or a house or two something but can I tell you I don't really care how they got you here if you didn't want to come or if God didn't want you here let me help you you wouldn't be here no matter what they offered you because you would not have come but you're here because God wanted you to be here you're here because you were ordained to be here you're here because the moment he was on that cross, he knew one day you would be sitting right here on 2820. Cheryl Rowe, listen to this big black guy tell you and holler and tell you jokes and tell you he peed on the bed, but he's using his own life as an extension of grace to tell you, come on to me, all them that are heavy and of heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me. It is easy for my yoke. It's easy and my burden is life. Aren't you tired of carrying and being a hostage to your own life? justified by faith through grace he's on the cross and today he's extending that one life saver. the one maybe your husband maybe you're a wife maybe you felt like after that divorce there's no more life for me there's nothing else for me maybe you feel like after that relationship there's no more life for me Maybe, maybe you feel like after you failed that business, how could I ever do that? Maybe you were drinking, maybe you were doing any, all these things. And you feel like, how could God ever save me? How could God ever look down on me and get pleasure out of me? Can I tell you, God is not mad at you, but he is mad about you. 
<laughs> Let me say that again. God is not mad at you. He's mad about you. And he's not pointing his finger at you like this. He's pointing his finger at you like this and telling you there is still room in the end. The kingdom is big. There's enough room for you. Matter of fact, bring all your addictions. Bring all your lies. Bring all your deceit. Bring all your problems. Bring everything that's bad. It doesn't matter how bad it is. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter if you deserve to be in jail, but you never got caught. It doesn't matter anything. All he's telling you is there's room for you. And I'm big enough to handle your problems. Isn't that a good thing? That we have a God who's big enough to handle your darkest secrets. We have a God who's big enough and strong enough to handle your most hideous acts. There's no secrets with him anyway. Isn't that funny? We think we're in a room by ourselves. Nobody ever sees. But he like, you doing that again? Hello, you doing that again? You're like, nobody ever knows. You doing it again? And you know what? The more we do what we do, it's continuing to be a list that's being created. Oh. Even for the Christian who thinks they've been living this amazing life, but when they get to heaven, <laughs> Jesus says, I don't even know you. Wouldn't that suck? That would suck. You do all this stuff for him, and he gets there and takes. You're like, Lord, I cast out demons in your name. I hear the sick, I did this. He's like, I don't know you. You know why he doesn't know you? Because he didn't have relationship. Because you were a slave to your own works, and you worked for him and not with him. I'm asking you today. All your eyes closed in this place. Nobody's going to rob you. Nobody's going to take anything from you. But I'm asking you right now. Right now. Think about your own life. What have you been held hostage to? What have you been held captive to? What prison are you in? Some of you are in a prison, you're shaking. I need to get out, I need to get out. But can I tell you, today is your way out. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that you turn your face toward God. I dare you to lock eyes with him. <laughs> I dare you to lock eyes with the savior of the world so you can see in his eyes and see all the compassion and all the love and all the tenderness that he has for you. Even in the midst of your mess, even in the midst of your fears, even in the midst of your tears, even in the midst of your brokenness, even in the midst of your problems, he's sitting there with his hands open and his eyes full of water saying, I love you, my son and my daughter. This is the God we serve. He's not condemning you. His only goal is to free you from the hand of the enemy. And release you so you can be all that he's called you to be. This is what I want to do. With your eyes closed. I want you to ask yourself. Do I want Jesus in my life? Do I want Jesus to be the savior of my life? Can I tell you? It is the best decision that you will ever make in your life. And he comes that you might have life 
and he promises to restore everything that the enemy has taken from you you've been living beneath your means <laughs> you've been living beneath your birthright his plans for your good to prosper you and give you a great future here's my question do you want to receive Jesus the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose he said you'll be saved all you got to do is confess this Savior in your life so I'm gonna ask you this do you want Jesus to be in your life on the count of three if that's you and you want this God I've been talking about and you want to be free from this prison of whatever you've been in on the count of three I just want to see your hand one two three raise that hand raise that hand raise that hand raise them high raise them high I see that hand come on raise them high I see that hand I see that hand come on keep them up I see that hand this is our people saying I yes I want to give Jesus my life I want him to come on you still got a couple seconds you in your seat raise them high and say you know what I want to receive this God in my life do me a favor with that hand up I just want you to do me a favor this is this is one of the best days of your life and I would really I can't relocate this moment to just your hand but if you with that same courage I'm telling you he died for you and that took a whole lot of courage that same hand if you can stand to your feet and meet me right down here on this altar come on right clap your hands for them as they come come on come meet me here if you raise your hand listen there's nothing to be ashamed of there's nothing to be worried about he says come on to me oh I see you coming run to me run come on to me all you that are heavy and you're burdened and you're tired and you're weary come on to me you're sad you're heavy you've been in a prison of life you've been entangled in your own bondage you've been raptured in your own problems this is the day This is your moment. This is your time. I know there's more. I know that he's knocking at your heart. I know he's been pulling at your heart. You're saying, what must I do to be... This is the time for me. This is my time. It's a second call. Maybe you're here. Keep your eyes. You can just close your eyes. And put it in your heart. I see more coming. I see more coming. The table is spread. There's enough room for everybody. I just want to say, welcome home. Welcome home. We'll keep the light on for you. We're going to keep the light on for you. We'll keep the light on for you. more coming we'll wait on you we won't we won't move we're waiting on you no this next call you're a believer you're a Christian but you straight away maybe you let shame grip you maybe you let life pull you away a little bit his grace is the same for you you know you're a solid Christian but life just started happening and you fell off but this is a call for you so you know what I want to come I, I want to get everything in order I want to get my life back in order if that's you I want you to come if that's you I want you to come 
If that's you, I want you to come. I fell off. I know where I need to be. I know what I need to do. I know what I need to say, but I've been making mistakes. But can I tell you, God is not tripping off your mistakes. He's not worried about your mistakes. He has enough grace to cover all the mistakes you've ever made. There's more coming. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. Do me a favor. Just close your eyes. All that are up here. Just lift your hands. If you, you can lift them halfway, whatever you're comfortable with. God has a plan for all of you here. Those that are online, raise your hand. You decided to make Jesus the Lord of your life. He, he has that plan. Come on, there's room. Come on. We want to get her in too. God is not looking for perfection, but he is looking for you to be perfected. He is looking for relationship with you. He doesn't want to be a slave driver. He wants to be a friend. He wants to be the Lord of your life. And he's asking for your commitment. Will you live for me? Will you do what I ask you to do? Maybe you strayed away. Maybe you walked away. Maybe you got lost in your own life. Maybe you've been held as prisoner. But can I tell you, today is the day that you become free. So if you're out there, just stretch your hands up here. And I want all of us out of a family. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of all of my sins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the way that I've been living. I'm sorry. That I've allowed your death to be in vain at times. But from this moment, I make a vow to you that because you died for me, I will live for you and I will serve you all the days of my life from this moment on. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Amen. Amen made it to the end of the message and now what is God leading you to make a change are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ then we invite you to join us at all nations church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit our Sunday morning service is at 10:30 and Wednesday night service at 7 plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.